Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast with me, Mark Fitzgerald. It's fantastic to have you joining me here today. And if this is your first time, then welcome. And if you are a repeat listener, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk about a little topic, well, a question, if you like, that I get asked all the time. People on my training program ask me this, and also people on social media ask me, should we be paying deposits on our rent-to-rent deals? And would I pay massive refurb costs on any deals that come my way? So I want to cover that and a little bit more on today's episode. So fundamentally, when you're doing a rent-to-rent deal, you are, in effect, taking over a property You are renting it off of the landlord for a set guaranteed rent. That is the beauty of rent to rent. That is the beauty for the landlords. Now, what we have to remember is when we set ourselves up in rent to rent, we want to be setting ourselves up as a business. Now, you can do this as a sole trader, but I always recommend that you set yourself up as a business because you look more professional. You look like you're here to stay. You don't look like one of these fly-by-night people. I think maybe 10, you know, five, 10 years ago, it might have worked to be set up as a sole trader and go down that route. But a lot of people now want to see a business. And if you're getting into rent to rent, ask yourself a question. Why are you getting into this? Are you getting into it to start a business, to build a brand, to build something that can cash flow well, that can do a really good job for the landlords, that can give a good place of living to tenants or for holiday makers or however you want to set yourself up. So i.e. do you set yourself up to do HMOs where you let out the rooms? Uh, to individual tenants, or do you look to get properties where you can do serviced accommodation? But that's a whole different video. But when you're actually at the setup phase, you're talking to the landlords, and potentially you may be talking to agents as well, do you pay deposits? And the answer to that is, not if you don't have to. Realistically, I've never paid a deposit on any of my rent-to-rent deals, and I wouldn't either. That would be a deal-breaker for me. Why? Because at the end of the day, this is a business to business agreement. If you're set up as a company, you're not taking on any properties as a tenant. You will not be doing an AST between you and the landlord or the agent. Okay, it will be a management agreement or a lease agreement that you use. So no, you don't want to be paying deposits because look at it as a letting agent. Would a letting agent pay a deposit to a landlord to rent out their property? No. Now, you are guaranteeing the rent, but some letting agencies now are doing exactly the same thing and they won't be paying deposits. So just because you're a new business or maybe you've been trading a couple of years, it doesn't make any difference. You're still a business. It's a business to business agreement. Now, if you've got your contract set up correctly and you've got break clauses in your contract, which I always recommend everybody has, have a break clause in there that suits you so that if anything does go wrong or if you need to get out of the contract for any particular reason, you can issue the break clause and do it in a nice, smooth manner. But at the end of the day, you are agreeing in your contract to pay the landlord a guaranteed rent. Now, if you don't pay the landlord the guaranteed rent, you then breach the contract. So if you have it in your contract that says, if you haven't paid your agreed rent to the landlord within 14 days, 
The contract is none and void. They are in their rights to take back the property, to go back in there, to start taking rents or whatever they're doing, change the locks, and you have broken the contract, you're out of the way. Now, we never want to see that happen, and we never work for that. We always want to work for a win-win situation. So never take on a property if you think you cannot do what you're promising you're going to do. But that is one of the great reasons and why we don't pay deposits. Another great thing to look at and think about is when you pay your guaranteed rent. Try and pay your guaranteed rent at the end of the month like letting agents do. Don't be trying to pay at the first of the month like a lot of the old school rent to rent trainers and teachers and videos you'll see do. That was the old way of doing things. You can always offer to pay at the end of the month. But if somebody does want you to pay a deposit, they want that bit of security, that bit of peace of mind, you can then, of course, offer to pay at the beginning of the month in advance and help them that way. I go through this in my Rent to Rent Business Builder training program with all of my students in more detail and show them how to be able to negotiate deals, how to be able to structure deals in such a way that they're not paying deposits and they're not paying for the refurbs as well. Because we want to build a cash flowing business. We don't want to be putting a couple of grand down that's tied up for the next three to five years, depending on how long you do your contracts, and you can't have that money back. Now, you could say, well, I'll take it at the back end of the deal, i.e. you'll actually pay yourself back maybe in the last year of the deal so that you have got cash flow coming in. Or you'll say to yourself, you know, I'll give myself six months. That will pay me back whatever deposits there. And I know I'm getting that at the end of the deal. I wouldn't recommend that. Try not to tie up money like that. And not everybody has money to be able to tie up like that as well. So look at what you can learn. Look at how you can structure these deals and look at how you can make the best of anything. And if you're interested, I have a 10 step business builder rent to rent guide that is free for you to download. I have a viewings guide that will help you ask certain questions and make sure you don't say certain things. And I also have a deal analyzing spreadsheet that you can download yourself, that you can have yourself and you can stack deals straight away. No strings attached. These are all free to you. Why do I do this? Because people used to do that for me when I was starting out and I used to download their tools and they really helped me to learn and to grow and to build up trust with certain and people who are actually offering products like this. So if you're interested in any of those, please look in the show notes. You can click on the link. You can download it yourself here and now. And if you have any problems, please feel free to reach out to me. Equally to that, if you're interested in any training, one-to-one -one coaching or any mentoring and support, then again, please reach out to me. I offer all of this to help other people now achieve what I've done and build property businesses and wealth for the future. So let's move on to refurbishments now. Should you be paying for massive refurbs? Now, I know some people that have paid 10 grand, 15 grand on other people's properties. And you know what? There's no right or wrong answer to this. It's what you want to do and what you can afford. Now, when I built my rent to rent business, I never wanted to pay deposits was one of my things. And I never wanted to pay for a massive refurb. But let me just explain that I have done light refurbishment. So I have painted rooms, hallways. I have changed carpets. I have replaced broken furniture. If the deal stacks up and it's a good deal, why wouldn't you? But I haven't gone in there and spent thousands of pounds. I think the most I've ever spent 
on a property is 900 pounds. And that was to do a bit of what I said, painting, carpets, and there was some damage to the property as well that we took care of for the landlord to sweeten the deal. But on general, I probably spend a couple of hundred quid if that normally on a bit of dressing just to make the place look a bit nicer, just to spruce things up a bit. A lot of the time though, if you're buying room dressing, you can put that in the rooms, but you take it out when the tenants come as well. So you can keep reusing it. So once you've bought it once, you can store it somewhere safe. And then when you need to advertise rooms, if you're doing so, you can do the same. If you're doing serviced accommodation, then you will probably be spending a few hundred pounds sprucing the place up making it extra special for those guests that are gonna be coming in. But I wouldn't pay for a massive refurb. I would ask the landlord to pay. So why would the landlord pay? Well, at the end of the day, they've got an asset. They've got a property. This is their property. So if they're not willing to put a, a, any money whatsoever into their own property, maybe that's not somebody that I wanna work with. Now, they might be in a situation or a predicament where they don't have the money. In that case, and I do have the money and it's a good deal, I would pay for the refurb, but I would say it's coming out of the guaranteed rent until it's paid back. So they may have a guaranteed rent of, say, a thousand pounds a month. But I'm putting, you know, a couple of grand into this to spruce things up to get it going. Then I would say I'll only pay you 500 pounds guaranteed rent until it's paid back to me. That was how I would structure things. I do still see a lot of people paying massive deposits paying for refurbs, being told and trained to do the same thing as well. You can do, as I say, there's no right or wrong to this, but why tie all of that money up? And why tie money up in other people's properties? When you're looking at a cash flow in business, that's not a great uh, um, way to get started. That is not a great way to start your business. We want to be bringing cash in, not just because we're greedy, but because it is a business at the end of the day. If you're just spending out and not getting anything in return, it's going to take you a lot longer to build your business up and to get to where you are. And if you've got, I, I was chatting to a guy not, not so long ago who spent six grand on two deals two deals, three grand a deal, tied up now for five years, six grand sat in somebody else's bank account just so he could get a couple of deals. And again, he's got a couple of deals, so fair play to him. But why do that? Why not learn the techniques that you need to learn through experience? And I've just done this through experience myself. First deals I would do and people wanted deposits and things, but I was not so much refusing to do so. I was structuring those deals in such a way that it was a win-win for me uh, and the landlord or the letting agent as well. And of course, letting agents, they may be sticklers for that. It could be a, a game changer or a deal breaker, so to speak, for those guys as well, because they're used to taking deposits. You've just got to spell it out to them that you're not a tenant, that this is a business to business agreement, that it's going to work in their favor because they don't have to do anything. You're going to take full care of the property. You're basically going to do their job for them and they can sit back and take their money as well. And if you can structure it and talk to people in such a way, you can make sure that you set yourself up for success and you get the deals that you want. I hope this episode's helped you. And also this is taken from the YouTube channel. So we do have the Property Unleashed YouTube channel as well. And that has some different topics on, but I also like to put the audio format, as you know, if you've been here before, out for you on a Tuesday. Every Thursday, we have a unique podcast and we have some great interviews coming and some great people 
sharing their journeys, sharing their property, sharing their rent to rent stories. But also I have people coming on who also work in the industry of property and have a great story to tell and a great service that could really help people and change the way that they think they can and can't do deals. So again, look at the deals that you are looking at, look at the numbers and see what stacks. If you're not sure what to do, put yourself or get yourself into a community that is with like-minded people. We have the free rent-to-rent business, easy for me to say, we have the free rent-to-rent business builder Facebook group that you can come and join and ask questions in there. And if you really are struggling and you want help and support, then come and join us in the rent-to-rent business builder training program where we have group coaching calls. We have all the tools and resources and complete roadmap to help you get your rent to rent business up and have success. We can also or I can also help you with any other property strategies and deals you're looking at as well. So there's more than enough to help you. But also, thank you for joining me here today. And please, Subscribe, share this if you think somebody else would like it and spread the love, spread the word. uh, And it's much appreciated by myself. And if you can leave a five star review on anything that you listen to this on, then again, that is greatly appreciated and you will get my thanks. So until next time, you take care of yourself. I look forward to joining you again very soon and bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.